Hayyim Yem Chofalif Tishrei, which is the day of Hishayin Rabbe. Several customs pertaining to Hishayin Rabbe. First point, B'tikun Leil Hishayin Rabbe, Gam Parsha Brocha Emlim Rak Pam Achas Mikro. When we say the Tikun at the night of Hishayin Rabbe, when we read the entire book of Dvorim, so when it comes to the last Parsha Brocha, we read Parsha Brocha only once, and soon we'll explain what it's about. There were individuals who my father, the Rebbe Rashab, instructed them to say the Chumash together with Rashi. This is not a directive for the public. But the day preceding Simchasteira, which is Shmini Atzeres, then we say Parshas Brocho, twice in the original Hebrew, and once in the Aramaic translation, which is the translation of Unculus. The issue here is like this. A person is obligated to read the entire Torah throughout the year. So therefore, the weekly Parsha, you have to read twice the original Hebrew, and once the Aramaic translation. Then when it comes to Yom Tif, when we also read different portions, not according to the Parsha of the week, then we do not have to go over that Parsha because we already read it when the Parsha of the week on that Shabbos. So Yom Tif, we don't have to do it again. However, when it comes to the Parsha of Brocho, Brocho we read on Simchas Teireh. There is no Shabbos for itself that we read Brocho. So what do we do with going over Pasha Brocha? So there are those who say that you read it when you say Heshayin Rabbi, you say the Tikkun, then they also do what's called Shnai Mikro Vechotargum, reading the Pasha properly with the translation. And there are other opinions who say that it's preferable to do it before Simchas And it goes back and forth whether we should do it on the night of Hishayin Rabbah, on the day of Hishayin Rabbah, or on Shmini Atzeres. So the Rebbe determines here that we should do it on Shmini Atzeres and not on Hishayin Rabbah, starting from the night and also not during the day, but rather Shmini Atzeres. However, it's important to point out that the Rebbe had a custom that by the Fabrengen of the night of Simchastere, at the end of that Fabrengen, before Akofas, he would announce that those who didn't have a chance to go over the Pasha twice, the original Hebrew Shnai Mikro, and one Targum, they should say it now before Hakofas. Next point, Kedem Halel Masirin Shtei Akriches Alalulov. Before we say Halel, we remove the upper two rings that are on the Lulov itself. V'nishorim rak hagimu hamaagdim gimu hamidim yachad. What remains are the three rings that hold together the three species, the Hadas, the Arovo, and the Lulav. In Poskim it is brought that we should remove the top rings from the Lulav on the Some places it says we do it after Halal. Some places it says we do it before Halal. The uh, Rebbe determines that we do it before Halal. Now the reasoning for it is, because the rings hold together the lulav, so it doesn't shake that well. Because we are coming to a shiner rabbe, 
and then is the completion of the sealing for water for the year. Since the reason we are shaking is to shake away negative forces, so now at the final day, we want to shake away the negative forces before the final sealment for water. This is what's brought in Poskim. The Rebbe explains the inner dimension of what is the whole idea of the rings and why we remove them on the Shaina Rebbe. We put three rings, which are for Avram, Yitzchok, and Yankiv. What does it mean, three rings? The two top rings on the Lulav itself are two, and that's Avram and Yitzchok. And then the three that hold together the bottom of the Lulav, which keep together the Arova and the Hadas and the Lulav, that's for Yaakov. And the reason it is considered one because Yaakov is Tiferes, beauty. Beauty is a combination of several. So we have three rings, and we're holding together three different items. This creates beauty. However, there is a difference. Avram is Chesed. Chesed of Avram also produced Yishmoel. Yitzchok is Gvura. And the Gvura of Yitzchok produced an Esau. However, Yaakov... He is mitose shleimo. He is completely on the positive, meaning on the godly side, and there is no negative force. So when it comes the uh, time of shaking the lulav, we don't want it to shake too much on top, because we don't want the negative force, the Yishmael and the Esau, to be able to spread. So we want to contain him, and that's why we have the rings. But when it comes on the day of Shainer Rabbe. Then is a different point. It is the last day of Sukkot. And then we really want to shake it away. The joy of Shainer Rabbe enables us to be able to push away whatever negative forces are. So therefore, we really want to shake it stronger and we remove the binding. But then, when it comes, we don't need any of this. We don't need the lulav. We don't need the esrik. We don't need to proclaim our victory because there's nothing else. There is no negative force. The day of Shminat says, the Ebushta says, there is no one here but you and me, the Jewish people and the Ebushta. Next point, Eruf Tafshilin. We have to remember that the year Tafshin Dalad, for which the Hayyim Yem was written, Yom Tev was Thursday, Friday, and Shabbos. So in order for us to be able to cook on Friday for Shabbos, the Rebbe reminds us that we have to make an Eruv Tavshilin. Next point, On the day of Shainarabba, we dip our Hamaytzi in honey, but we do not do it on Shmini Atzeres and Simchasteira. This is the minute which is clearly written that during the month of Tishrei from Rosh Hashanah till after Shain Rabbah, we dip our challah in honey. The reason we use honey, because honey has a very interesting uh, characteristic. It is sweet, but also you can't eat too much of it. If you eat too much, you can feel sick. So there is chesed, there is sweetness, but there is also gvura. Another point, that honey is a preservative. You can take anything and preserve it. It shouldn't get ruined, which means that it can take any force, even a negative force, and sweeten it and preserve it. 
And this is the time from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur that we want to do anything we can to create sweetness. Even the negative forces should become sweet. Question is, when do we have to use honey? Rebbe lists in the second volume of Ayin Yem that we dip the challah in honey on Rosh Hashanah, Ervim Kippur, Motzim Kippur, the two days of Sukkot and Shain Rabbe. Challah as you wish. It's interesting to note that in the later years, we saw the Rebbe using honey all the way through, including Shmini Atzeres and Simchas and even the Fabrengen after Simchas